What's up? What's up, bitches? It's your host, Leah Sauer. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Positively Uncensored, your favorite reality podcast, amongst other things I talk about. This week, I am bringing this episode to you a day early, so you'll hear in the episode that I was aiming for Monday, but why not Sunday? So happy Sunday to all of you. I am joined by Ashley T. from Ash Talks Batch on Instagram and Twitter, and we get to dive into hometown dates and the women tell all. We also talk about who the new bachelorette is, so if you're not caught up, just take a second, go back, watch the episodes before you listen to this, or if you don't have time to watch the episodes, we will get you all caught up. All right, so we have a super fun episode today, guys. I don't have to sit here and talk to you about The Bachelor alone. I am joined by Ashley from Ash Talks Batch. If you don't follow her already, you should be on Instagram and Twitter at least because that's where she's posting her thoughts on The Bachelor. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and talk about the show. There's lots that has happened in the last week, so I'm eager to get into it. Me too. So let's give listeners some background. How did you start creating for Bachelor? Like, how did you get into it? Um, So I started watching the show with my best friend and actually because a student that I had recommended it, she would talk about it all the time. And I said, there weren't any Black people. So I felt like it really wasn't a show for me. So she um, brought me a clip when Rachel was cast. So I've been watching, I didn't watch Rachel season all the way through because I wasn't like an avid fan at the time. But um, since Ari season, I haven't missed an episode, even the greatest of all time. And um, The Bachelor, what was the music show? Listen to Your Heart. I've watched everything. So um, I started creating content because when I was on Twitter, the people weren't really like talking about the show. Like I would use the hashtag, but I wasn't really getting any interaction. So I made a separate Twitter account just to talk about the show. And then from there, I made an Instagram. And then right before the pandemic, I just was like, wanted to start writing a newsletter because I've always enjoyed writing. And I just really didn't have like an outlet. I would just be sending my friends random recommendations of TV shows and things that I like. But um, then I just started writing about The Bachelor about three years ago and kind of just been doing it ever since. That's so funny. So you're, you, you like used your friends as your weekly newsletter. You're like, Hey, everybody listen to this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And then you used that as your experience to change Mm -hmm. it. I love it. And you are so eloquent when you write, like I went through all of your posts. I read everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign up for your newsletter for sure. Because just, yeah, of course you're so thorough. And like I said, you're just so eloquent and you, and you state the things that need to be stated that aren't talked about enough. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important because like you said, it is a predominantly white franchise. Mm -hmm. Like we've had such little black women and even just women of color in general Mm -hmm. as our bachelorettes. Mm -hmm. So I understand how it's hard for women who aren't seeing themselves represented on television to, to watch the show. And I'm super glad that this episode that we've had most recently seems like the franchise is going in the right direction. I hope they just keep that going. I'm super excited about it. I agree. I have not been this excited for a Bachelorette in a while. Um, because when you think about, like, I wasn't a part of Bachelor Nation when um, Rachel was announced. But then that was uh, kind of my entryway in. And then Tasha was announced, but she was like halfway through Claire season. And Michelle was also announced, but it was like at the same time as Katie. So it still didn't really feel like either of them kind of had their own separate moment. So I was really, really happy 
to see Charity's announcement and just like the whole way it was done. I just was really, really excited. I cannot wait to see her journey unfold. It's such a good point that you mentioned that because I read when I was reading through your posts that you said that Tasha saved Claire's season and that couldn't be more true. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 w- I don't know what I, w- I would have definitely tuned out that season. Like after, you know, Claire's picking Dale, mm-hmm. what are we watching for? And then mm-hmm. Tasha was so good. And then didn't they bring Tasha on with Caitlin Bristow one season mm-hmm. as hosts? I, mm-hmm. I want them to do that again because I enjoyed that as well. I did too. I think I liked, I feel like they didn't know what to do with both of them. Mm -hmm. And that was my only issue. Like I felt like they just didn't know what to do with both of them, but I did like that their influence in their role. And I think that was Katie's season. Um, So I think just when you think about Tasha coming in at such a strategic time, like the show really could have taken a bad turn because of quarantine and all those things. Like she really did do the franchise a big favor when she signed on. Agreed. So who's your favorite? This is the last intro, like before we get into everything, who's your favorite bachelor couple? And they don't have to be like necessarily still together. They could have just picked each other, but favorite couple. Oh, wow. That's a hard question. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll probably say Brandon and Serene because I can tell that Brandon really loves her. um, And I really like Serene as a person. I think she's Friendly, cheerful, bubbly, just like a good person. I think my like villain answer is I actually like Greg and Victoria. So <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people do, but I like, I've always liked Victoria. I know that she's been controversial and I did enjoy Greg before all of the gaslighting. So I think they're both in a better place, hopefully. And they really kind of saved paradise too, because it would have been a hot mess without them. So I really think like, they look happy and settled together. So my real answer is Brandon and Serene, but I also don't mind Greg and Victoria. Wow. I love that you have a villain answer and you're right because like, I'm, I'm not a hater. I just think that they were kind of mean, you know what I mean? Like they were kind of mean, but I can also appreciate that because who hasn't had a moment in their own personal life that's not televised where you just are, have your like, you deserve that. You know what I mean? Like you just get your one second where you just get to flex a little and Victoria did that and so I'm not going to come for her on that like I totally get it they both I think have valid reasons to be defensive about like their edits and how the show kind of like portrayed them so I was really surprised that Greg went on especially considering like how things ended for him so that was also something that made me think like he must really be in love with Victoria to do this I agree with you I think my pick is um well, I love grocery store Joe and mm-hmm. I love Serena. Like I can't mm-hmm. help but root for them. I never watched the season to know his background though. Like I don't mm-hmm. know who Joe was with before. So I don't know why mm-hmm. everyone was so upset, but I love them together and they're still together. And yeah, they're my answer besides Rachel Lindsay and Dr. Brian. And mm-hmm. I just love that she supports his chiropractic. Yeah. I forgot about um, Becca and Thomas too. I like them, but oh, they're yeah, just like, like happy and chill and um, but Joe was with Kendall and they were also a paradise couple, but Kendall's happy and engaged now too. So I think like, yeah, Joe and Serena for the win. Good. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's get into how we start the episode. Every time we're starting with hometown dates, every single episode, I don't think they've skipped one opportunity to show Zach in that shower. Mm-hmm. Like 
every time and there's no soap like there's no lathering <laughs> like it is just rubbing and it makes me nauseous and it's not because of his body it's just like why are we seeing so much of this right I just I wonder I mean I know he has to be agreeing to this because there are cameras in the room but I'm like do we really need this what purpose does it serve like I just again in the gratuitous amount I just wish I hope last week was the last week but I think we'll probably get another shower scene before the end of the season Definitely. They'll definitely throw it in there. And he always goes into detail on describing his connections with the women. And in my opinion, when I watch him, he struggles so hard to say anything with any depth. I mean, <laughs> it's, he's like, you know, she makes me feel happy and she makes me laugh. And it's like, that could be your best friend. You know, mm. there's really nothing that detailed that I've heard from Zach on his relationships yet. That's a good point. I just thought about like, sometimes I feel like I do get my best ideas in the shower. So maybe that's what that is. Like, he's <laughs> in the shower. But still, like, I know if cameras were there, I would not be <laughs> fully yeah. present. Um, I don't think Zach has a lot of depth. And I don't know. It's kind of hard to like, in the moment, like say your feelings. So maybe he just doesn't have like the right words. But I do agree that he's kind of, everything is pretty superficial surface level general descriptions um, about the women. I don't really see anything that stands out either. And I think that that's what he wants too. Like, I think he wants things pretty surface level. You know, maybe he he's going to get to depth someday, but I think he certainly enjoys a relationship that's fun and easy and honeymoon stage for a long mm -hmm. time. And then once he gets that, then I think maybe he'll get deeper. But that's my opinion of him so far. You're not wrong. I think, you know, he might finally get there because, you know, he's pretty much coasting on not having feelings for a lot of the women. But I do think he is invested now with the three women mm -hmm. in their own ways. So I do think he might, like, be forced to feel some emotion because it's going to be some tough choices for him to make. Very good point. So let's get into Gabby's date first because they start with her. She um, has her date in Vermont and... I feel like even though we've heard Zach say that he doesn't like syrup before, Gabby's so committed to this mm -hmm. like syrup bit. Like she makes their whole date about syrup. I think um, it's her personality trait. Like, like if you like rear in the tea, like syrup is like, or I would say syrup is like just, you know, a part of her Vermont package. I think she just like, you know, some contestants kind of stick with the shtick the whole time. And I think that's kind of just what she's doing. Like, he's going to remember this. And and I think, you know, it fell a little flat for me. I wasn't too interested. But I like Gabby as a person. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, what are we doing here? Like, this is not funny or engaging to me. Same. And she was mean to him. Like, I, like, she sets up this blind taste test. He doesn't like mm -hmm. syrup. He doesn't know syrup. And she's, like, you know, having him taste them all and pick the ones that are the best. And meanwhile, they're all, like, 99 cents syrup <laughs> and then she's like upset with him for not getting it it just felt really weird like I tried to post a TikTok about this there was a guy on paradise one year who mm -hmm. brought all these cheese like for no reason and he's like having the he's Italian and he's like you know mm -hmm. let's try all these different cheeses tell me if you can name them and the girl got every single one of them wrong and she ends up like leaving the date because she's like this what is, is so terrible yeah this is what is this and that's what it felt like with the syrup for me well, I feel like she probably was like trying to be 
like this is my hometown. Like I think a lot of people want to also like make their hometown look good on the date. So I think maybe she thought that it was like helping Vermont or, but yeah, I just felt like it wasn't necessary. Me too. Um, I also don't know that I felt like Gabby's family really gave her very much advice. Like Mm -hmm. they seem so wide eyed and Mm -hmm. like naive to the fact that she could have truly, like she could truly end up engaged at the end Mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. And um, she she can't even provide them with real reasons as to their like why they're happy or why they could work out. And her dad's like, if you love someone, you love someone. And yeah. I get that, but I wish they gave her like better advice. Yeah, I feel like there her dad was really sweet. I feel like he's super romantic. You don't really see a lot of dads like that on the show. So I was like, oh, that's nice. But to a fault, like you said, because you know she probably needed somebody to be like, is this the person you really want to be with? Um, and I think with her sister, you know, being married and like, I think she might just be caught up in the whole or getting married. She just might be caught up in the whole, like my sister's going into this life stage. I want to also go into this life stage. So I think she's kind of like Zach in that way. Like everything is just like unfolding the way she should at the moment, but it's not like really any deep reflection on her part. I agree with that. A hundred percent. And it's interesting that Gabby had to be the one to ask him like any sort of hard hitting questions. Mm -hmm. Like it had to be her that was like, um, you know, when I'm upset and I really need you, are you going to be there for me? And what I thought was most telling was that his response was just, those are the hard hitting questions, (laughs) (laughs) like no validation, no, yes, I'll be here for you. Mm -hmm. And here's how just like, that's a hard question. Yeah, because she was really struggling when um, he was leaving. I genuinely felt bad for her because she knew. Because I, I feel like it's rare that they mention who the like lineup, but she knew that she was first, and kind of was like wondering what would happen um, with their connection. And he didn't validate her. I think the only time he's validated someone was when Katie was sharing her story on their second date. He was like, "You don't have to share what you don't want to share." And, like, that was the only moment I really saw him, like, actually affirm someone. But I think he's walking the fine line. And I think this was something that Katie Thurston was doing, too, with Greg um, before the whole blow up. Is like, you have, you can't really give away too much. So it's like, you can't say, like, you don't, don't worry about this. Or you, you can't really reassure them in ways, on camera at least, because then, you know, it ruins the show. So they have to walk a delicate balance of, like, not spoiling the show or indicating what they're going to do, but like giving that person confidence in the moment. And I don't think Zach really does that very well. And, you know, that's such a good point because I've actually never thought of that. And that's probably why we see him like come across so awkward and unsure of himself because he's not an actor. Um, I'm sure that him trying to like stand true to his like moral high ground, because in reality, he would probably in real life never lead on all of these women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they're telling him you have to (laughs) like, this Mm -hmm. is a show Mm -hmm. like um, they know that it's a show too. So you need to tell them this. And that's just like, that's just the role. Like you were picked right. as lead. That's why you're getting a hundred K at the end of this, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he struggles with that a lot. And I think that because of that, we see him, like I said, act anxious, not, not really sure of how to validate these women without mm-hmm. corrupting his own integrity. Right. Right. That's a good point for sure. So 
Yeah, like you said, Gabby's dad was cute. And I like the fact that he retold the story of how he just saw his wife and fell in love with her immediately. Mm-hmm. That is, it seems like both um, Charity's dad mm-hmm. and Gabby's dad are such good fathers, like in mm-hmm. the sense that they are comforting, they are nurturing, mm-hmm. they are validators. And mm-hmm. that's rare. And I think you can kind of see that with both of them and how they treat other people too. Um, I do think with Gabby and a couple of times I've heard other contestants say like, my parents have this really strong marriage and connection and they kind of see that as like, that's what has to happen to them. And like, sometimes like that can give you a false sense of like what could actually happen on the show. Like they're trying so hard to have their own story follow the same narrative and sometimes it doesn't work that way. And so relatable because that happens in real life too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. girls see their parents have a perfect relationship and they want that. Or it can go the opposite way where you see your parents have a tumultuous relationship Mm -hmm. and then you're avoidant of love and Mm -hmm. opening up to someone. It can can go either way. I feel like that happens a lot on the show. And I just want to tell people, some of the contestants, like, if you didn't come from a two-parent home, like, that has no indication of whether you are worth love or whether you can give and receive love. And like, if you did, that still doesn't mean that you're going to end up being in a perfect relationship because your parents were, I think the show puts a lot of emphasis on family, which is super important. I'm close to mine, but also like, I think sometimes it's like too much of my family was this. So I have to be that way. Um, And it keeps coming up over and over again. Thank you for saying that. I agree. We saw Gabby Wendy struggle with that a lot in her season mm-hmm. because, you know, her she didn't have a great relationship with her mom and she did internalize that for her romantic relationships. But I 100% agree. Your your family, um, you know, has a, has a sense or has a piece of who you are, mm-hmm. but it's not all of you. And it right. doesn't indicate the rest of your life. Like you can right. make changes and seek out healthy and happy relationships. Very true. But I always love hometown episodes. I do love seeing their family and where they come from. And I do love like when they burst into tears seeing their family. Because honestly, I talk to my mom several times a day. So I couldn't imagine going six weeks without talking to her. So I see like it's always a good episode. You kind of get a lot of background information on what makes these people who they are. Agreed. And we see where Gabby gets her emotional sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I I mean, I'm not a perfect person. Sometimes Gabby... um, annoys me a little bit on the seasons like she just reminds me of a character from the good place like she's like holy fuck I love the good place me too I love it too but she like could fit in right there like like her cute little like acronyms for swear words Mm -hmm. and I both love it and I'm like oh my gosh Gabby but I see where she comes from like she's just from a nice family a Mm -hmm. nice midwest family who doesn't ask too much questions and they're pretty naive to like, you know, the craziness of the world. Like they're pretty protected in their bubble in Vermont. So mm-hmm. I, I get how she is the way she is. Me too. So on to Ariel, I loved her date as well in mm-hmm. New York city. I feel like, um, a lot, I'm not a New Yorker and I know that a lot of people are who watch the show, but I think one of the things I liked the most is like, it was telling you her love story with this city as well. And um, you could tell that she was really proud to be where she was from. And um, New York is a city that we see a lot in popular culture, but I liked having her take and her perspective on what made New York special. So I really enjoy um, 
just her excitement for being in the city and her excitement for showing Zach the places that were special to her. I agree. Like some people were in my comments saying Ariel has no personality. I disagree completely. Mm -hmm. I think she's funny. Mm -hmm. I think she is intelligent. Mm -hmm. Her sarcasm and her deadpan Mm -hmm. um, to like execute a joke, just like with a straight face. I think she's great. And she's so proud of her culture and her city and her family. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy such a strong, confident woman to see her. Yeah. um, I think, a lot of the times, like, I've watched it since Ari season, and I'm probably going to watch. i got to figure out which one I'm going to watch when we have a break to do some recaps on. But um, Ariel doesn't fit in a box. Like, you know, every other every other contestant, I'm like, oh, Gabby reminds me, like, of Becca mixed with Hannah B. Or, like, this person reminds me of that. Like, Ariel doesn't fit into a typical Bachelor contestant box. So I think it's kind of hard for people to receive her like humor in, in a way because it's not something you typically see on the show so you can't really put her anywhere um but I think it's different and I think it's um I'm in, I'm glad that she's gotten this far and I think because her connection with Zach was one of the slower builds like also her connection with the audience felt like all of a sudden like oh well Ariel's great so I think sometimes people just you know I think she's like a sit like a lot of the time we see I'm from I'm from North Carolina so I'm from the south but like a lot of Southern girls, a lot of, like, that's kind of the typical contestant. So, again, like, she just doesn't fit that mold. So it's nice and refreshing to see someone from New York, um, a Ukrainian Jewish family background. Like, there's so much about her that's different. Um, And even, like, with that aside, I think she's just an interesting person. I agree. I agree completely. And you're right. She doesn't fit in the typical box because I do the same. Like I see Katie and I'm like, she reminds me very much of Rachel, you know, Rikia, because they're both very like Mm -hmm. princess like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see how Zach's attracted to both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that she's different and she's challenging. And I think that she reminds me a little bit of how Victoria F stumped people as well because Mm -hmm. like you said like you liked her too and she people didn't know how to perceive her as well because she wasn't just in one box she um had a lot to her personality Mm -hmm. I agree well I I feel like I just me and my friend we always like gravitate toward different contestants and I was like sometimes I like people that other people are like what I don't get it but I did like Victoria F I do really like Ariel I think she actually does have a lot of support on like Twitter and Reddit and things. I've seen a lot of people who really, really like Ariel. I love that she went to Sarge's Deli. I love mm-hmm. that we got to see, because I'm not familiar with all of her culture's cuisine, like food. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. seeing the um, the pastrami sandwich, I'm going to say this wrong, but seeing the filtered fish that she fed him, I want to learn more about that. I want to try mm-hmm. it myself after, after being exposed to her culture. So I think it's great that they put it on the show. Me too. And I think it was great to hear her talk about it. And to tell her parents' story, I definitely think it's a timely story. And it just like, again, anytime that we can see things that are outside of the norm for The Bachelor, I say it's going to do like, it's going to do so much for the audience because um, a lot of people live in bubbles uh, inadvertently or whatever, but like, you don't really see other people outside of your bubble unless you're intentional about it. And like, The Bachelor sometimes is the only way that people can like meet new people experience new cultures in a way that's like accessible to everyone so I think you know her date was really important for that agreed and even just learning about 
like how her family had to flee the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. because they were persecuted for being Jewish. You know, not everybody is familiar with that, you know, so it just... like like you said, hearing it from her point of view, her talking about her own culture and giving that exposure to people who may not normally see that. I thought mm-hmm. that was really important. And it's always rewarding, like we were saying earlier, to see yourself. So I know that a lot of um, Jewish people who watch the show, from what I saw on Twitter, were also like really supportive. I know Claire and Emma from Love to See It posted a video about Jewish representation on the show and what Ariel's date meant when they considered the history of former Jewish lead so I thought it was really good agreed and I'm and I'm happy that we're moving in a direction that you can visibly see the bachelor showing more of the women's personalities and showing Mm -hmm. more representation Mm -hmm. on screen I did too I liked Ariel's brother a lot like like closing with her brother um Mm -hmm. I think that Every single thing he said, what what may have been direct and pointed, but it was it was spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, when is her birthday? Mm-hmm. Um, you're presumably picking out of these women, but actually, like she needs to pick you. So why should she? I really enjoyed that. I just think so many families are like have to toe the line of I'm being supportive of whatever my family member decides, but also like being realistic. And so Either the family buys into the concept or they don't. And I think her brother was asking very realistic questions because an engagement is on the line. So it is like something that Zach should have been able to answer. Um, I think Zach is intrigued by Ariel. I think they have, for some reason, I don't think they've had as much time as the other two women, for three women. So mm-hmm. I think, I think the brother was spot on. And I think I wanted to see more about Ariel. I do think Ariel likes Zach, but I also think like, you know, being in the bubble of the show, like they all they have to do is talk about Zach to each other, to their producers, like they don't have their outside voices. So I think going back home to their families at that crucial time is actually really important because you, go, you do get to hear voices of reason that you may not have heard in a while. Like, yeah, you know what? That is correct. Or you know what? Maybe I should be thinking about this that way. So I'm glad that her brother was there. Um, to talk, just be a voice of reason. I think he's interesting. And like the more he talked, the more I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Good for you. So that's so true. Like they are literally only talking about Zach and only talking up of Zach. Like it's never Mm -hmm. anything negative because producers can't say it. The therapist can't say anything negative about Zach. So you're right. Like that hometown date is their first exposure to reality mm-hmm. and a reminder of their true selves. And like, mm-hmm. okay, let's make sure that you're honoring mm-hmm. your true self. Mm-hmm. And I love that at the end though, that Ariel's father, as strong as he was, that he told her, like he's seen the choices she's makes in life. She's obviously going to make good choices. And if she's confident, then, then he is too. I liked that he ended with that. Me too. So gone to charity. And I think, so in Columbus, is this in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I thought so. Because mm-hmm. I'm from Ohio. So I was like, there's no way this is Ohio. Like, we don't have a Southern accent. It doesn't look this pretty. So I thought so. I I loved her family. Me too. Me too. I want to say, like, I didn't notice this until I rewatched it. But... I wonder watching it back if we just immediately went to Charity's family because she, spoiler alert, Mm. is Bachelorette and maybe they were filming all of her promo in 
Columbus, you know, like they're in her Mm -hmm. hometown and they're taking the opportunity to, you know, shoot her there and, you know, do some filming. So I I wondered after knowing she was Bachelorette, I wondered when I rewatched it, like, huh, I wonder if they didn't do an early date portion where they either, you know, went out and explored the city or went and built furniture like Mm -hmm. Katie does later um, so that she could do her promo. Because I thought that was interesting. Tell, Tell me what you think. Um, I'm not familiar with Columbus, so I don't know, like, what are the sites and attractions, but I feel like it would be very typical for me just to have, like, family over and have, like, put stuff on the grill and just have a meal. Like, I think that would be great. So I didn't think of it that way. You you might be, like, spot on, but I felt like it was, like, it didn't phase me that they first just, like, went to see family and have a dinner. Like, I thought that was pretty typical but yeah but I'm sure they could have like been filming some stuff for her promo and like you know did it under the guise of they they're doing this for everyone or I'm sure they probably did film everyone in their hometowns that's a good point I didn't think about it I was just interested because I was like I want you know I was so excited for her date and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we going to see them do? Like what's charity going to have Zach do now that he had her like hoisted over his shoulder and running around in places like, what does she get to pick now? Um, so that's the only reason I noticed it, but I loved her family. Starting with them was fun. Like the little meal all together. She had her friends there too. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was, and it was such a refreshing, positive vibe. Like everyone was so excited to see her. It made me cry when she cried, like seeing Mm -hmm. them. I cried when she was talking to her mom. I cried when she was talking to her dad. I cried when she was talking to her brother. Like I love a close knit family. I love like, I just loved how much love you could just see in like literally radiating off the screen, anybody in her family, her friends as well. Like I feel like, Charity is surrounded by so much love. Um, her name means love. So I'm just really excited for her to find love. Like she already has so much with her family. So I just think like they're so proud of her. Um, I just think that they are, lo- they love Charity as much as we do, probably more, obviously. But it just, it was yeah. so beautiful. It was just a beautiful experience to watch her talk to her family and for them to validate her. And just, like, assure her that they were proud of her. It was just wonderful. And her and her mom are, like, I'm dying to see a photo of her mom younger. Because, Mm. like, even right now, I mean, they are spot on. Like, Mm -hmm. you can see Charity's mom. You can see Charity right next to her. Mm -hmm. They're so beautiful. They look so Mm -hmm. much alike. They do. They're both so beautiful. Her mom also had the same, like, reserved, like, demeanor. Like, you could tell, like, she was... She was being emotive, but she just has that same presence of mind that Charity has. So it was really just like watching a mirror. Um, It just was just beautiful. You could tell that they just have a deep, close connection. I love that Charity's dad spoke with her first. Charity's Mm -hmm. dad reminds me so much of my dad. I instantly started crying when he's like, you know, I just want to make sure that Zach's validating you. Has Mm -hmm. he said that he loves you? Mm -hmm. Um, And like that was his first care is like how his daughter's being treated. I thought that was so like heartwarming. And like I said, yeah, when she cries, I cried. So um <laughs> get our tissues for next season. <laughs> literally. And then he acknowledged the responsibility that he felt as a father to model a healthy relationship for charity. And I thought that was so 
mm-hmm. telling about her family's values. Mm-hmm. And like, she's not going to play around as bachelorette. Like she's no. going to pick someone to bring into that family that adds value. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see that. Me too. I literally could not wait for her season. Like I'm not a watch party person and we have got to say it, but like, I want to throw one for charity. Like I'm so excited for her. I just think I'm just over the moon. Like her family seems so healthy and happy. And just like, again, I really want to hurt whoever hurt her. Cause I feel like she must've been really going through it. And um, they just really supported her and it was just, uh, I'm just so excited. And she's so modest about herself too. Like she, she, she doesn't act, you know, rude or self-absorbed, but I mean, she could, cause she is gorgeous, but also she has been through trauma. Like you can tell by her family's reaction to her being on this show Mm -hmm. that whatever happened in her past relationships, she, you know, she holds her head high, you know, and, and she doesn't. She holds her cards close. Like, we don't know very much about that. I don't blame her. I, mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't want to reveal that either. But right. she deserves to be protected. So all mm-hmm. these guys better be good. That's all I'm saying. I looked at the list and, like, a lot of them are attractive. So I was like, okay, they might have done my girl some justice. We'll see. I'm waiting to get their Instagram tag so I can deep dive, too, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, who's your friends? Are you really are you really good looking? Was this a bad mm-hmm. photo of you? I need to do the full deep dive. I think Bachelor Data under her post is like updating the Instagram handles as she finds them. And then somebody on Reddit said one of them, I think his name is Aaron, is also friends with Aaron Clancy. So Oh my gosh. See. Okay, cool. That's T. Um <laughs> We also just have to say really quickly, when Charity cries, her face doesn't change at all. Like when I cry, it's like I turn really red and like every every muscle on my face changes. Charity's just beautiful. And all you see is tears like just coming out. Like it's like she's beautiful. I can't even. She's so pretty. And her brother was great. He wasn't controlling and possessive. He was just um, protective in the Mm -hmm. best way. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's Maybe get on to call Kate. my brother. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. And I've just recently like gotten close with my brother too. So it made me be like, oh, like I need to talk to him. I'm right mm-hmm. there with you. So let's talk about Katie's date. Okay. What did you think of it? First of all, um, I thought Katie's date was actually like really a genius move because the show never shows us like what happens when after the final rose and the engagement so i liked that it was like actual like this is what a day in the life of katie and zach could really look like so i really thought she was actually very smart to take him grocery shopping and building furniture together because that's kind of the things that you would do i don't know if like if that is something that i would have planned because i think a lot of people want this grandiose this is my hometown. This is like, just like, again, like I said, you're also like pitching your hometown to your, your partner and the audience. So I really liked her choice to like make it normal and chill. And I, and as you say that, I'm like, you know what? Katie's probably like, I don't need to show him my hometown. He's living there. there, Right. Like you, like he knows. So come over. I need help. I moved here recently. Build my couch, fix my lamps. I loved Mm -hmm. it. I thought it was really funny. Me too. But I also felt a sense of like, okay, it's this is a this is a done deal. Like mm-hmm. watching them together, it's 
the chemistry, the way he, they even kiss, it's so nasty. Like they're so, <laughs> they're so like into each other. I can barely like, <laughs> like they're, they're, I just think that he'll pick her. Like they seem so mm-hmm. matched already. Like it felt like a normal day. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. you said. I agree. I think when you said she reminds you of Rachel, I also think she reminds me of Victoria P from Peter season, like together, oh, yeah. just like her, her vibe. But um, she does look the most like Rachel. And I think that would have been, if I had been thinking when I, the cast announcement was released, I should have been like, pick whoever looks the most like Rachel. Um, Literally. But she's like a chill Rachel. Like she's not, she doesn't really, she doesn't really have any like qualms. She doesn't even, I know she has like a lot of trauma and hurt around being in a bad relationship and like the absence of her father. But I think she's like, other than that, like she's really, really like, all in and ready for Zach. And I think she just like, he's helped her through that. Like I said earlier, he's, she's the only person he's really reassured. They're both corny together. I feel like, I don't know if I said it this week or last week, but I was like, this is a Hallmark movie. Like I'm not watching actual people. (laughs) Somebody wrote this. Literally. Um, This is not like, this is just, this is a Hallmark movie. This is lifetime. This is not real life. No, literally. And he, Zach cracks me up because all season, I don't know if you ever watched Beauty and the Beast as a kid. I did. I, did. Okay. I love that movie. Okay. So Gaston, mm-hmm. Zach thinks he's Gaston. Like he walks around like, um, like he thinks he's so like macho and he like, tries mm-hmm. to pick the girls up and he's like, Gaston, Gaston. <laughs> like he like wants all the girls to like be mm-hmm. so enamored with him. Like, I don't know. They, they together could be in a Disney movie, a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I believe her when she says she loves him. Like, I believe that she likes his quirkiness because mm-hmm. I think she is quirky too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think he looked, I think Gaston was like fine when I was little. So I don't think he, Zach is that left. <laughs> uh-uh, no, he thinks he's Gaston. Yeah, like he wants to be him. Like he like walks around. Someone said that every time, like take a shot every time Zach flares his nostrils and it had me oh, dead God. because like he's always like walking around, like breathing smoke out at the women. That's funny. That's really hilarious. So now onto the roast. Oh no, actually I'll say one more thing about Katie's family. <laughs> you can tell that her and her mom are best friends. And I really yes. did enjoy seeing that. Me too. Me too. As someone who I said, like talks to my mom several times a day, her mom's just like, I'm dying to see Katie and talk to her and catch up to her. And that's like, that's exactly what I would be doing if I had been alive for my mom that long. And then her mom's like, okay, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like she doesn't try to be all elaborate. She's like, okay, give me the tea pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think because I'm like a, an Aquarius, I'm always thinking, mm-hmm. I think that producers have the families ask two questions. And I think that the first one is, are you in love? Like, how do you feel about other women being there? Mm-hmm. And I think the second one, no. Are you in love? Those, those were the questions. Sorry. <laughs> Are you in love? And how do you feel about the other women being there? Because every single family asks it to no fail every mm-hmm. season. I mean, I think it makes the most sense to ask those questions because like, you know, I think a lot of them have tunnel vision and Zach very much tries to like compartmentalize the dates and being away from the other women for a minute or two would have you like kind of forget that they're there because this is the first time that you don't have them around. But I think it's a very valid question because the other, especially at this point, the other women have strong connections with him. And a lot of people try to downplay that. But like, no, I think that it's really important to acknowledge that, you know, they're still 
um, 25% chance, like you could still be eliminated, you know? A hundred percent. And that's why also I never fault the women who come on for a platform. Cause I'm like, I don't know what a one out of 30 shot is, but like, I don't it's know. Low. It's low. So everybody comes up for a platform too. Like I'm so, I don't think you should be overt with it, but mm-hmm. everyone comes on for a platform because like, that's what is like you said, one in 30, you're not, you're likely not going to end up with the bachelor. Even if you become the lead, people still launch their own. Like no one has gone back to their job unless they had, unless they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's time to like, just stop saying the wrong reasons. Like they don't know that because they're like, Agreed. you would be crazy to come on a show and be there for that one person that you don't know and not think about any other opportunities that could come down the line. That's just ridiculous. Absolutely. And that's, you know, people just don't really like to think that way. It's so much easier to not be practical when you watch reality television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you take a step back, uh, like that's the truth right there. Absolutely. So the rose ceremony, I think this was a glimpse of seeing Charity's like full personality when she mm-hmm. was leaving mm-hmm. because she's soft spoken still, but she's like, what the fuck? You know, like we, we literally get to hear her like drop the F bomb. They bleep it out. Um, she's really confused about what happened with her and Zach. And I don't blame her because their date was good. He seemed pretty validating for what he gives the women. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? I agree with her. I thought, and then considering that Ariel's date, like, kind of had heat a little bit that he got pushed back. Like, I just thought that maybe she would be um, going to, like, fantasy suites. I was confused, but I expected it in the same way. Um, just because, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, leads will keep like a black woman or a woman of color like at the very end like serene went out around the same time too uh so i wasn't like really taken aback like but i just think again we got to see the veneer lifted from charity a little bit and kind of like in that moment of vulnerability we got to see her express some genuine um emotion and like be a little unguarded so i thought that it was yeah i think she had a deeper connection than i don't i really don't understand zach's rationale other than Like, she had a good date. She had a good, like, family. I think maybe he thought if he kept her, maybe he thought, maybe he was thinking, like, if I let her go now, she could be bachelorette. Maybe he was thinking that way. I don't know. The only time that I was, like, okay, because, like, I... I can't like give away my sources, but I talk to people like from the show. So I never report anything unless I've heard it from multiple people like who are there. And from what I've heard, Charity was picked very early on that she was going to be Bachelorette, similar to how um, like in Katie's season, like they wanted Greg to be the next Bachelor, but they didn't tell her that. So Mm -hmm. because she didn't know that, like she could have sent him home in like such a like a nicer way that Mm -hmm. he didn't come off looking like that. Mm -hmm. And he like she didn't. So when I saw them ask what she likes about Zach and the tell all like later on, which we're going to get to, mm-hmm. that was the one part where I was like, you know what, valid. Cause I can't think of anything that I really like about Zach that much either. Like it took her a moment to answer. And I'm like, I feel you because I, I sat there with her trying to think about 
what? likable things. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm really drawing a blank right now. Mm-hmm. It's also an odd question to be asked. Right. Well. After the fact, like, why does yeah. it matter? Like, like, what does it matter? Maybe I liked mm-hmm. nothing about it. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you are in matter. such a bubble that mm-hmm. you, you can also think you felt, feel one way and then look mm-hmm. back on it and be like, I really wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't being true to like how I was feeling, but you know, you feel like that sense of like my validation is tied up to how he feels about me at a certain point. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it feels that way. Absolutely. Let's talk about the women tell all. Okay. The viewing parties was funny. I thought that it was funny that they started off with Zach going in and like getting greeted by all these women. Like they go to Delta Gamma and they're like, ah! they tackle Zach. Um, he His Leo personality just shines through anytime he gets attention. I'm like, you are a Leo and every, every page. But I his thought it was dancing, good. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought it was fun. Like it was a good, <sighs> I thought it was fun, but slash filler like i get it and we i like because jesse had to do a lot of heavy lifting in the women's hall Mm -hmm. so i like that jesse was involved in the viewing party situation with him but i also felt like why are we watching this like i felt i don't know i just felt like it was unnecessary but again i think it's like a narrative and it was fun like i'm not saying it's not i think it was a narrative of like i think i tweeted like they're still trying to sell a zach like the women's hall and they're still trying to be like People like Zach. People support Zach. People are throwing parties and tackling Zach. So you should like Zach too. I'm like, the season's over. How we feel about Zach is how we feel about Zach. But it was fun. It was cute. I literally have it written down. Like, did they pay them for this? You know what I mean? Like, really? Like, how do you even get picked to be a viewing party and go that hard for Zach? Like, it it made me wonder as well. I'm like, what are we doing here? It's definitely filler, but, like, I just enjoyed seeing Zach be corny and, like, try Mm -hmm. to dance just Mm -hmm. because, like, he's so cringe, and it just makes me laugh to see it sometimes. Like, the mold wine or whatever. Like, he's just dumb sometimes. (laughs) I was like, is this man serious? And he, like, genuinely (laughs) thought it was mold wine. And I was like, that's the first time he actually made me laugh, like, with him (laughs) and not at him. Same. The entire time. What did you think about like who they brought to the tell all like did you miss anybody in particular um definitely brianna i really wanted her to come so i noticed that she wasn't there someone else said davia wasn't there mm-hmm. and i like davia but i felt like she didn't get a lot of screen time and the gritty girl madison maybe would have been funny to have back but other than that like it was who i expected it to be i guess i agree but like I I don't know anything. I remember her name more than I remember her. But like mm-hmm. Vanessa, Kimberly, um, oh, from yeah. like so early on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder like what their, you know, description was or like what they like take away. And same mm-hmm. with Leica. Yes. Because, you know, I've seen her active on social media and we know that they didn't let her enter the way that she wanted to. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I was I was curious if they were going to bring her on and give her the opportunity to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So so those are the people that I missed. I wanted to start with that. I completely forgot about like uh, that whole controversy, but I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, I feel like she did get done dirty. Oh, she definitely got done dirty. Um just because too like 
what's the reason, you know, Mm -hmm. it's such a, it was such a small gesture that she wanted to do and they can spend what it seems like they have like a pretty decent budget for these women's entrances. They got Mm -hmm. a party bus for Christina Mandrell. Mm -hmm. From what I remember, people bring in horses. Mm -hmm. So that could have been done. Right. Exactly. So they start with charity, which I love because she should be given the floor since she was just sent home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I'm glad they started with her. Great continuity. Um, Exactly. And this is no hate, but I have noticed that every time Charity talks, like to no avail, she's never able to have just a moment for herself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching and I kind of wonder who asked Kat to chime in with what she thought of her experience dating Zach, because they were really just talking to Charity about night one and the experience. And then sure enough, it's like piled in and vo- Charity's voice is drowned out. Um. I think that is something that's been happening all season, to be honest. Same. So I'm glad that, again, that she is the Bachelorette because, you know, she won the group date rose immediately. Christina was like, I don't understand. Like, her date got canceled in London. And then when it got rescheduled, an Estonia cat with the K pulled him aside. And it was just like all throughout the season, Charity's moments just keep getting taken away from her. And um, I did notice that she got cut off. It's often like being in a meeting. You know, I feel like sometimes in a meeting, women get interrupted a lot. And I know it was other women on the platform, but the women tell all is designed so that, you know, everybody's, it's like a dog eat dog. It's cutthroat out there. They're all trying to get their screen time and all trying to get like their clickbait or their, their like little clip that's going to end up going viral. So at, they sometimes interrupt each other and for nothing. And so, yeah, I agree. And that's the biggest thing. And for nothing, like they will talk over each other and it's like, ladies, we can't even hear you. Even if you had a valid point, you know what I mean? Like, so just give each other the space and the respect to answer before you chime in. Mm -hmm. I agree. Christina's face watching Madison in the beginning made me laugh. I I felt like so cringe with her, like in like seeing someone like physically cringe at Madison. She was done dirty, like Mm -hmm. by producers, I'm just going to say. But um, it's funny that they brought her out to kind of like circle back to that. Mm -hmm. I think she was done dirty. I think the only thing I will say about that is because it was like a night one type thing, like people really will forget it. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can be on Paradise and be redeemed. But I do think they kind of made her look really bad. They did. They did. And people's mental health is real. And I just want to say, like, I, that's the it's sometimes it's hard for me to even watch The Bachelor, like knowing behind the scenes, you know, like what they're doing to some of the contestants. Like people mm-hmm. leave and and they're stuck dealing with the world's opinion of them. And it's such a small snippet of their personality. And now the whole world thinks you're strange or they think that you're, you know, too dominant in your relationship or you're too forward with men. And it's like, you can't shape a whole narrative off of a 30 second reality dating show. Cause like you said, everybody just wants their clip and even her going in there, she wanted her moment. You get drunk. And next thing you know, embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it happens. Yeah. That's why I try to make my space a positive space. And I really try to only share positive things and uplift contestants because there's so many other spaces in the bachelor world that don't do that. That's good. I have both. I'm not going to lie. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I have with them. And I also say stuff sometimes when I have opinions, but I always try to make it known that like, I don't feel negative towards any of the people mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
taking your time out of your day to hate on someone directly. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like abusive. Like if you're it taking is. your time to do that, I, I don't support that. Um, if you're taking your time to physically assault them in public, I don't support that. I can't Nate even Mitchell, that, that just happened. Like, right. I, I can't even think about that without getting upset. Like me too. Uh, that just broke my heart. And yeah, I just, I can't. Yeah. So don't do that. Like even when I'm satirically talking about the women, it's it's known in my social media channel that I thought Kat was mean for stealing Zach. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. I thought she was rude. I don't think she seems like a very nice person, but it's not a world where you have to like everybody or be friends exactly. with everybody. Exactly. And that's okay. And I could be wrong. So I want to say that before I say anything else. Um, I'm glad that we did get to hear her talk about um like stealing Zach. And I'm glad that what Charity got to say. Because I don't know if I don't remember seeing her say this in the moment, but she was like, this was not at the appropriate timing to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they showed us that scene in the beginning, but I'm glad that she had spoken up in that moment, too, and that they showed us that. Me, too. Again, I think, you know, Brooklyn was a very good ally for Charity because she definitely acted in ways that Charity can't as a Black mm-hmm. woman. So I really was, like, glad that Brooklyn was able to be an ally in that way. But I do also think, you know, it was good that Charity was able to have that conversation as well on that stage in that way. I loved Brooklyn. Like I know that at a certain point, you know, some people may think that she's like drowning out charity's voice, but I truly believe, like you said, she number one knows the stigma that's associated out there. Like the charity charity doesn't conduct herself like that because charity's aware, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like black women have to be aware, unfortunately Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm how their actions cause other people to see them. So she's not going to fly off the handle, but Brooklyn can, right. you know, white blonde Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that she chose to fly off the handle for her. Mm-hmm. And Charity's also just soft-spoken from the South. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think her mannerisms would have her directing her energy at a woman that way. So right. I, I like to see Brooklyn stand up for her and just be kind of like, no, fuck this. Like you knew that mm-hmm. it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that because I don't care how I look on television. Right. So I like that. Cause that would be me. I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> but like in like the nicest way. <laughs> what she said, the shoe fits where, yeah. Oh, well, just kidding. <laughs> um, we see the tension between Stassi and Kylie rewatching mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. building. Like it's interesting because like you can just kind of tell that like, I don't really think Stassi liked Kylie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems mm-hmm. like they weren't really like getting along in the house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm not going to put my dukes up, you know, or anything. The whole situation like took me aback. I'm glad that they addressed it. And I'm glad that Genevieve like stepped in to address it even more because mm-hmm. of the like terminology that Anastasia mm-hmm. was using. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Anastasia was, I don't think she she knew what she was she did know what she was doing. She knew what she was saying. She knew what she was implying. Everything Genevieve said about microaggressions was spot on. You cannot make a claim that a black woman is trying to fight you and it not being taken seriously. And she took it to all of the women, despite there being cameras, despite Zach being present for the conversation. Like if you have been in that moment, you know that Kylie was not intending to physically harm her. And so I do think Anastasia knew what she was doing and purposely spread that to other women in hopes to get them on her side. And it backfired on her. And she still really didn't apologize as far as I can tell. 
I didn't feel like it either, to be honest. And the the fact that she tried to like throw it under the rug and be like, you know, we talked about this already. And Kylie had to literally take a moment and be like, no, we didn't. Like you've never Mm -hmm. once apologized to me in the words that you're using on stage now. So like, you know, I guess I forgive you going forward, but like this has not been cleared. Mm -hmm. And it was the fact that she went to all the girls. Like that's what bothered me. That's what Mm -hmm. made me, that's what made me defend Kylie so much too, for going to Zach and being like, so this girl's here for clout. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. first of all, I'm sure that there was way more to that conversation that we didn't see. Mm -hmm. And second of all, she literally goes around trashing her name to every single girl, like taking a time to just like whisper in their ear mm-hmm. something about her. Like you said, trying to rally the troops on her side. And it just mm-hmm. was a, you're 30 years old. That is a bad look. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I didn't like I that. Agree. I agree. I don't think Kylie would have went to Zach with the clout chasing accusations had she not had her hand played first. Yeah. And I'm not throwing shade, you know, like I said, but like I have heard since day one from like a lot of people that she was talking about her fame from the get. Like night one, Anastasia was talking about her followers and it being a big opportunity. So I don't think that she was just like saying that from one conversation. Mm -hmm. I think every woman in the house knew it. I think we saw Charity silently agree with her too, Mm -hmm. but Charity's not going to be the one to bring it up either. I think Mm -hmm. every person heard it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, well, I, she did not accomplish what she set out to do. She exactly. might go to paradise, maybe, but we'll see. They like redeeming people in paradise, so she could. I could see her going. They do. Now, Christina, I I didn't like it first, and now I like her, like Christina mm-hmm. Mandrell. Like, at first, I was, like, a little unsure of her, and now I'm looking back, and I think that... She got drunk really easily. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that she's like a mom who might not be drinking all the time. She comes on television. She ends up being drunk and acting messy. And I liked that she apologized for it. And even after everyone was, you know, criticizing her, like, it's really easy to get defensive. But she was like, thank you all for telling me Mm -hmm. this about myself um, so that I can get better. I am not a Christina fan, but I can respect... Like you said, her admitting her wrongdoings or just like being in the moment, like, you know, these are things I can work on. Um, I think she has a great audience. It's just not like her content isn't interesting to me. Yeah. I definitely think she'll be on Paradise and she has a consistent following and she's able to like authentically engage with her audience and build her platform. So I think she is a content creator. So it makes sense. Um, like I think she did like a battery draining TikTok. Yeah. Um, and that was cute. So I think she's, you know, she's not my cup of tea, but I think she's gonna do well in Bachelor Nation moving forward. I like the fact that she just like, you know, owns it because mm-hmm. it's I think that I'm such a sensitive person that something like being told that I suck all the energy up out of the room, <laughs> I think I would like be depressed. For like, a, like, I don't know. I'd have to go to therapy for that to unpack that and see if I really yeah. suck the energy up out of the room or yeah. what. But like, she can just laugh at it and I can appreciate that. And like I said, yeah. same here. I wasn't a fan. I didn't, I'll, I'm still, I still don't like the fact that after Charity got her date, she said she's confused. But when they did show the later clip of her being like, I wanted to be picked, like, duh. Like, I was like, you know what? Like, I see that and I'm like, she's drunk and she's just like talking about herself, like word vomiting. And when I think back to myself at like 25 or something, I can picture myself drunkenly coming across that way in television. Mm -hmm. 
It's definitely understandable. Right. Um, even with her conflict with Brianna, like I feel like that had more layers than she admitted, but I still think she will be the first person to apologize. So that's something that a lot of people don't do. We just talked about Anastasia's lack of an apology. So I'll give her credit for that for sure. Same. I can't believe Brianna wasn't there. Like, I just still can't believe that circling back to that because Brianna like left and like spilled tea as she left. Like, I can't believe they didn't bring her back with the opportunity to talk more about that. And she was just interesting. Like Mm -hmm. when she, when Mulatto was there and she went on stage and did her dance, Mm -hmm. I'm like more Brianna all the time. Mm -hmm. Like she was so fun to watch. I feel like something had to be amiss with why she didn't go on. I know. Well, I did hear though um, that, and this is alleged, so I don't get sued, but like producers call the women and, you know, they called a lot of them. And it was, will you fight with Anastasia on camera? Will you fight with Christina? If you say no, you didn't get invited. If you say yes, you would. So maybe she's just like, no, you yeah. know, I won't. Or well, did she have to gain else. from that fight, but more like bad press or bad um, reactions from fans? Absolutely. Agreed. What else should we talk about? Let's see. We talk, Kat takes the floor and she Mm -hmm. tries to, um, you know, talk about her issues. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn doubles down on the fact that she felt like it was classless. I thought that was kind of um, funny that Brooklyn's like, you know what? I don't care. It was classless. And if you think that applies to your personality, then it does. Brooklyn was very much, I said what I said. And again, I love that she, like, supported Charity and, like, did not back down from what she was saying. Um, She absolutely is one of my favorite people on the show. I think she was very dynamic. Um, I know that they aired the hot seat. They put it on, I think Jesse posted it, and also the official Bachelor account posted his hot the hot seat with Brooklyn when she was talking about her previous relationship and all of that. She shared and just, like, Brooklyn is dynamic in that she played the role, like, she helped her friend. She also gave us insight into her personality. Um, she talked about her trauma. She just like is a fascinating person. Absolutely. Other than Charity, my favorite person from the season. And um, I'm really excited to see how Brooklyn does in paradise. I think she's going to be amazing. She's like a palatable Demi. Um, she gives that same like firecracker energy, but I don't think she's as um, much of a, like chaos agent as Demi was at the time. Agreed. That's a good wording as well. I need to look that up as well because I haven't watched it. So I wrote down, I need to watch the hot seat with Brooklyn because I'm behind. I think Jesse posted it for sure. And I think the Bachelor Nation account did too. I can't wait. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened, go check that out as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. So what did you think about Jess getting the opportunity to talk about her leaving Zach? Well, considering that they did not air Brooklyn's hot seat, I just thought that it was like, what, like, why are we here? Agreed. But Jess is a funny, she reminds me of my Kenna. I said that on Twitter and my Kenna commented because she has the same like young, yes. naive, um, girl power type situation or vibe to her. Um, I think they probably just wanted some levity. And it was a big miscommunication. And I think if you paid attention to like social media reaction, a lot of people were rightfully on um, Jess's side because Zach did not like, she didn't have, she was right. Like she Mm -hmm. got the same, like the Abigail treatment type almost where Abigail was like validated early on by Matt. And then pretty much on the sidelines for the rest of the season, I think 
Jess had the same. Um, I don't think he was really ever serious about just because of her age, but I think he just like enjoyed being around her and spending time with her. So I think Jess was like valid and people were rallied behind it and the glitter was funny and cute. So I think they really just wanted to um, have something light in the middle. I agree. I did. I do want to say like, in my opinion, I still think that Jess dumped Zach. Like it looked like that to me. Like maybe they don't want to make Zach look that way, but it's in my opinion, she was like, I'm not fighting for you. So if you're not going to just validate me, I can't just repeat the past. Yes, I agree. So this was some, that was something lighter because the next person that they bring out was Greer. And we start off talking about how she was the first date impression Rose Mm -hmm. and then how she never got a date. And until they showed that montage, I actually didn't even realize like how many times she was sitting there without a date. Like it, to be honest, I didn't really feel bad for her. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. live and as I'm watching and then they showed how many times like she was just like sitting there and kind of waiting to hear her name. And I thought, OK, after a while, I can see how she got to be so anxious. Like when she went mm-hmm. on her Zoom date with Zach and she was like word vomiting Mm -hmm. about her career I can see how it would lead up to that point well I think now that you mentioned Greer and Jess back to back I think they both were kind of victims of Zach's miscommunication fails um because obviously I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying this reminded me of when I got COVID and it was difficult at work like there's nothing wrong with that and he took it and just like said, well, me finding a partner, like, sir, it's a TV show. You can also chill. Right. Um, and so, like, Greer, they do that They do that intentionally. Like, yeah, we we don't really see it. We're like, this is coming out of left field. They're like, girl, you're not the only person who hasn't gotten a one-on-one. But mm-hmm. when you put everything, when you put it back to back to back, you can kind of, like you said, definitely understand her reaction. I think I would have probably reacted and been upset like Jess and Greer, too, and, like, they did not get validation for their like justified just right. like concern. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, and I remember just like thinking, this is so true. I want to say it was Kat. Like someone, and it was the first thing I agreed with her on this season, Kat with a K. Like mm-hmm. Zach didn't fight for any of them, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Like not one, except for Katie. Like mm-hmm. that he that's the only person who we've seen him put any real effort in with the women. So I think that that's so true. And his miscommunications, his communication is his biggest flaw. Like, because Mm -hmm. that's where he ended up coming across dismissive to me because he Mm -hmm. was bad at communicating with them. Absolutely. I agree. So I think Zach wanted to send Greer home, to be honest, after Mm -hmm. she got COVID. I think think he was hoping that she was going to recover or not and then decide to just go home and eliminate. But I think that once he had that leverage to be like, we didn't have enough time together she was out because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he will look for a reason and justify it. But I feel like Greer kind of had to know because their last conversation wasn't bad. Well, it's bad. Excuse me. Um, I think maybe they, cause I love Logan. So I feel like maybe they like, were like people were so upset cause Logan just went away and never addressed. Like, did he really have COVID? So I think the only reason they kept her on was kind of have that closure for their relationship and to kind of paint her as a sympathetic character. You know what? Just a side note, when you say Logan, you're talking about Logan from Gabby's season, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like him and Greer are gonna talk to each other on Paradise. Hmm. Like I don't I don't know why, but I was like looking around at like like who follows who and they follow each other on social media and I'm oh. like, 
Logan's too. Yeah, I'm like, they're a little match, potentially. I think they'd be cute. Yeah, I they could, could be, actually. I can see it. Like, they're both, like, weird. Like, they both have a weird sense of humor. And they're both, like, kind of quirky and clumsy. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I would be in for, I would be into a Greer Logan couple. Hopefully he can stay single long enough to um, be on Paris. <laughs> he's, he's really talented. He's a good singer. I don't know if you've heard any of his music. It's really good. No, I have. I like it. I downloaded I downloaded some of his songs, actually. Um, so I second that. I was surprised, too. And I like him with, like, the shaved head side note. He looks really he looks good. hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. So Jesse brings Greer up after, and they talk about her troubling social media posts mm-hmm. that she had taken down but had been screenshotted. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they got the opportunity and more like took the opportunity as a franchise Mm -hmm. to address this was really huge to me because I've said this on a previous podcast. Like that was my issue when Eric went home, Mm -hmm. like they should have talked about that, like at the tell all, like that should have been discussed and it wasn't. So I like that they are taking the opportunity to like talk things through for the viewers. I think it was probably the best it could have possibly been. I think the language used was very careful and like strategically used to like make sure they covered all their bases, which I appreciated. I think Greer did a really good job because honestly, with Eric, they probably were trying to protect the storyline more than anything. Like Tino and Rachel didn't work out, they didn't have a happy ending. So I think they chose to protect the storyline over addressing his racist past, which was like not the right choice. Right. I know a lot of people were vocal about their disapproval of that. Um, so I like that. I think, again, the execution like Jesse, the way he said everything, the way Dr. Banks chimed in, the way that he also spoke with Dr. Banks. Like, I do think it really is forward momentum for the show. Um, so I hope that this, along with picking Charity, along with like picking a more diverse group for her, like it really does lead into um, changes for the future. We see how instrumental it was picking Rachel and picking Michelle and picking Tasha, and how the casting pool got more diverse. And as a result, I think the show has been better, and we see more dynamic stories. So, again, I do t- I do think it took a lot for Greer to do what she did. So I would like to acknowledge that I do think that was good on her part. Um, I think she did as best as you can do in that situation. Jesse did as well. So hopefully Dr. Kira coming on the show isn't a one-time thing. Hopefully, you know, if other stuff continues to come up, which it likely will, um, because one conversation in three minutes can't absolve the show for all of the history of how race has been handled. But um, when you think about Rachel Lindsay's first, like in 2019, I think, or Peter's season, when they had a conversation about online bullying and they didn't even say the word racist till now, I think it's come a really long way. So a lot of people have been in strategic in that, but Greer definitely, I think, handled it really well. I agree with everything you said. I think that Greer, like naming what she did was important as well, mm-hmm. like in giving history behind it, because like we talked about earlier, for people who aren't paying attention and educating themselves and may just be, you know, tuning into the bachelor every week. And they're, Mm -hmm. you know, that 
that's just the reality of their life. You know, at least they now have an understanding, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And at least Bachelor Nation, which is a predominantly white fan base and following and franchise, like at least they have a better understanding of how important it is um, to like acknowledge that in our, like in our future going forward. It's been important, but the fact that they finally named it, like you can see growth and you can mm-hmm. see a direction that we're moving. Mm-hmm. And I loved Dr. Banks. Me too. Me too. I followed her at the, at the words. Oh my God. I need to. I, I learned her name because I was, I think I was listening to something, um, but it's Dr. Kira Banks. So mm-hmm. I need to follow her and I need to look into like if she has any literature just to mm-hmm. keep myself up as well. I love that Jesse Palmer met with her. I think Me that's too. important. I don't know. Like, I don't think Chris Harrison would have done the same. Like, I think that the way Jesse handles himself as a host and being respectful and acknowledging things are problems. I think he does a great job at that, that like Chris Harrison just never delivered on. I love Jesse. He's my, like, I love him every time he comes on. He's really funny. I think, um, and the fact like when he's talking to Zach, like in the clip from next week, this is where it all went wrong. Are you scared? This again? <laughs> I'm like, Jesse, are you supposed to be like, reassuring him? But um, I think he handled that really well too. I like that Jesse has other jobs. I saw him on a rooms to go commercial when I was getting ready for work the other day. So I like that the bachelor isn't everything to him. He's definitely still a college sports guester. So he just has a life outside of it. And I think, you know, it's good for him to have distance and not be so anchored to the show. I think it makes him a better host. I 100% agree. Like, Bachelor is not his whole personality. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've heard, like, if you come up to him and want to talk Bachelor, like, in his just, like, own personal life, like, he's not about it. He's not trying to talk about Bachelor with all of the Bachelor fans who come up to him. I respect it. I respect it. I'd be like, listen, ladies, I do this all the time. Like, I'm out. <laughs> Um, okay. So we did a talk about cat. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about charity coming back on stage at the end. Her dress was stunning. Loved it. Oh my God. Perfect. Like, first of all, I don't know what that neckline is like, but it was so good. It's like a turtleneck and like mm-hmm. disconnects and mm-hmm. she looks just so stunning and white and how she did her hair with the dangle. Perfect. Earrings. Like, mm. like whoever styled so her. It's stunning. It couldn't have been Carrie because he consistently flops. Now, that is one thing I will be very upset about. Charity has great style. Leave her alone. Let her style herself. Do not let Carrie dress her under any circumstances. Is um is that who did Katie so wrong in her season? <sighs> I... Like, is, like, I just remember thinking that about Katie's season. I was like, what are they doing to this girl on these dates? I- I don't know how to say this. I'm I think some of Katie's choice choice for clothing was intentional. Like I think she wanted to be I'm not like other bachelorettes. Like Got it. I think that was her so like quirky and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a princess, I'm not a ball gown, I'm not a pageant type bachelorette. So I think she had influence. You're probably she, right. Did you watch White Lotus? Yes. I was like I had food poisoning at the time, so I was not really cognizant, but I didn't watch it. So kind of like Portia, you know what I mean? Like how Portia picks her outfits and like sometimes she wears a dress and then other times she's like... Wait, which one is Portia? 
Um, she was Jay Coolidge's assistant and she's like wearing like, Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Yes. Like, like the quirky clothes. Like you're like, what are you wearing Portia? But sometimes she looks cute. Yeah. I think Katie definitely wanted to be the anti-bachelorette. Like that was her, that was a big part of her appeal to the audience. Agreed. And she did it. I mean, like she, she, she killed it in terms of that. Like she was a different bachelorette and now that her contract's done and she's talking about everything. I mean, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So like I, we talked about a little bit earlier, Charity says that she was falling in love and she's asked, you know, what she loved about Zach. Kind of awkward to ask someone after they've broken up. Yeah. Um. So she kind of struggled to answer. I don't fault her. To be honest, they don't even have a chance to fall in love anyways. You know what I mean? Right. Like you all of them. Ways. Yeah. Like you guys are all just re- reiterating things that sound good, you know? And once you get in the real world, you'll see that that timeline for love is a lot different. And to be fair, Zach probably couldn't answer a question either. We've seen so. <laughs> oh my God. He can't. A hundred percent. Like turn that back to Zach and he's like. Right. What did you like about charity, Zach? That's what we should be asking. Well, uh, he just sits there for a long time mm-hmm. looking all concerned. Mm-hmm. Do we think that Zach, it was Zach's decision to rebrand Fantasy Suites as, you know, not having sex himself? Or do we think that producers were like, okay, Zach, you know, since you want to be a different bachelor and you want to be like this good guy, maybe try taking a different approach. What do you think happened? Well, okay. So I think... Clayton screwed the pooch, as his dad would say. Mm -hmm. So I think there's part of, like, I don't want to be, like, the last Bachelor because he really got in trouble for sleeping with all three of the women. And they made it such a big deal of Clayton's storyline that I think that they, that Zach, I think Zach made the choice. I think he did. I Mm -hmm. think, I believe him when he says that he only wanted to be intimate with one of the women, because if you're at that level of engagement, like you should not have just recently slept with someone else. That's what he thinks. But a lot of people feel like, you know, in order to find out if you're ready for marriage with someone like you need to see if you're sexually compatible. So that's going to be at odds. I think it's, I think it's Zach's decision to make. I think a lot of people would respect it. Um, if it was like a bachelorette making this decision, mm-hmm. I think because he's a bachelor, people have different expectations of him. I do think we didn't need to know. <laughs> I think he could have just Agreed. kept that to himself if that was like his personal stance. But I think he's probably like seen that when you are intimate with other women before you en- get engaged to another one, that it creates problems in the relationships. And he probably was trying to protect that aspect of his relationship but I just don't think we needed to know about it same and it also kind of puts like pressure on the women too if they're aware of that just Mm -hmm. because like how do you not go too far like it kind of like puts like a cap on the night a little bit but at the same time I respect them a lot for doing that because like if I was in there and I somehow made it to the end I would I would be jealous watching it back. Like I'm just too insecure to deal with it. And there's no way I would have gone into it thinking I'm going to make it to the final three. So then once I did, I'd be like the sex thing's out. Like you're that's not, that can't happen or I can't stay like, because I didn't anticipate making it this far, but I'm in. So I get, I get how it happens. Yeah. I think, 
again, like he wasn't given ultimatum. So I like that it was a decision that he made for himself. But when you make those decisions, you're also making the decisions for the other person. And if physical intimacy is something that's important for that person, I'm worried that like the audience could like have some backlash toward towards the women who do think that physical intimacy is a good indicator of whether or not they can be in a relationship. And it's clear that whoever like he doesn't uphold the 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 promise that he made to himself. So it's still gonna be more drama. Um Messy. Yeah, it's just a mess. The concept of the show is messy itself. I think he was trying to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think he needed to tell us. I think they kind of make, like are trying to make him Sean 2.0. Like it's very obvious. So again, he's trying to model it against, against what he thinks will make him a good bachelor. And how funny that when we were talking in the beginning about our favorite couples of all time, like Sean Lowe and and Catherine, their names aren't brought up. Like, I don't really think that they're fan favorites, you know what I mean? But yet here they are coming in all of these episodes. I would much rather hear from other couples in the franchise, even if they are newer, you know, right? like I'm, I would be okay with that. But they are trying to set him up to take over so that Sean, who's more irrelevant, can just be out. <laughs> Finally, just be with his family. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch his season, obviously, so I don't feel... I really don't feel an affinity to many of the Bachelor OGs that are, like, staples. Like, it's just... Same. I didn't watch. So, like, maybe on the off-season, I'll go back and, like, see what the hype is about. But um, I think we are going to get to see Zach have to be in some actually challenging situations moving forward. Um, I think he knows who he's going to pick. So it would be interesting if he sleeps with someone other than who we all think is the front runner. So I'm right. interested. I'll be watching. <laughs> Me too. I'm not going to not tune in. Like, I'm going to be watching. I definitely do think it's Katie. Like, I do think that he is intimate with Katie and this upsets, you know, the other women. So if it's anything but that, I'll be shocked. Like, I'll truly, it'll truly be a shocking moment for me because that's just what I'm expecting. But, um... Do you, well, do you think he picks her as well? Yeah, I do. Well, then I think he's fine. Yeah. Oh, if yeah, he picks it's her fine. and he's intimate with her, and then oh, yeah. that's what he wanted. Yeah. I, it look, but if the other women find out, like you said, you weren't going to be intimate, and then you were with her. So Especially I'm depending on what the order of dates is. Like, if she's yeah. first and they're intimate right off the gate, and then it's like, well, now what? You know? Yeah. He <clears> should <throat> cancel the dates. Didn't Colton, like, cancel Hannah G and Tasha? No, he stayed with Tasha. He canceled Hannah G. Oh my God, I forgot about that. They should be able to cancel dates. They should. They should be able to just be like, I already know who it is. And I don't think that we wouldn't not watch. Like they could just throw a different episode in after. Mm -hmm. Like I swear they showed Ben Higgins and Lauren or something one year. Like they showed them like living together. And then they stopped doing that because they did not get along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because the show isn't set up for you to have a partner like... Because of the design, yeah. Right, like to have an actual sustainable partner. Relationship, mm-hmm. So I'm praying that for charity season, they bring her good men. I'm yes. praying that she is able to find that. And if she's not, if like literally, she's not a loss in the world because she will find someone else who's better and then she'll be leaving with her 100K and a new platform and a bunch of followers. So I'm so happy about it. And I just hope that she doesn't leave with any more 
mental health issues though. Mm -hmm. You know, like I hope they do her solid this season. I really, really have a good feeling about charity season. I hope that I'm not wrong, but I think she will meet her partner. I think she's at that level. She's serious enough. And like being the bachelorette gives you so many opportunities. Um, Look at everyone who's been a recent bachelorette, what they've gone on to do. I'm just so excited for her future. And like, there could not be a better person to step in this role. I agree a hundred percent. So let's tell everybody, how can they find you? Um, Like what's the easiest way to support you? Is it just following or subscribing to your newsletter? Mm -hmm. Let them know. So my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is Ash Talks Batch. Um, in my profile for every of those um, social media platforms, you will see a link in my bio where you can subscribe to my newsletter. I would love for you to subscribe to my newsletter so it gets delivered straight to your inbox. I usually do one free and one post per week that has a bit of a paid content, um, but the free posts are plentiful, so you can support at whatever level feels comfortable to you. I enjoy talking about the show, uplifting Black contestants, engaging with fans, engaging with other content creators like Leah. And so I'm really excited to continue to do that for charity season. Yay! Zach's. We have to finish Zach's, but... Yeah, we're already like over. done with We're already like, okay, so on to charity. charity. And then we have Bachelor in Paradise coming soon too, which is like fun to watch. Like it's always... It. Yes. It's just so drama, like, which you can't look away. Like it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um. So you heard her go ahead and follow subscribe. I'm going to subscribe to the newsletter so that I can stay tuned and I can get all of your updates. Thank and you. if you guys listen to the episode and you love it, send us a message. Let us know that you enjoyed Please. the episode. I think we both love that. I do. I really love DMing because like I said, not that many people on my personal life watch i'm trying to get that number higher but until then i'll dm you guys <laughs> yes well thank you guys for listening um we're gonna post this on monday so by the time you're listening to this there's gonna be a new episode coming at 8 p.m mm-hmm. next week we're gonna see it <laughs> excited <laughs> to see it um i think it's really funny that they call it that and mm-hmm. give us both a follow so you can keep up with our thoughts on the latest episode